0: Make sure my audio is on. Perfect. Amazing. Oh, you're here already. Perfect. Let me just invite you. It usually takes a few tries. I'm not going to keep the birthday girl
1: waiting. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm smarter than that. (laughs) Thank you. How are you? I'm so well. How are you? good Good. what have you been up to on
0: your birthday today was the most chill day ever and i love it Mm. (laughs) i feel like i'm at the age now where i'm like i don't actually need to do anything for my birthday it's crazy
1: i love it you're like i'm just gonna kick back and relax
0: yeah Mm. yeah it was cool it was really nice really nice it's also Mm. still that time of the year i live in montreal and it's really really cold here and we just had like a blizzard like two days ago so I really don't want to do anything
1: <laughs> you're in full blanket tea. yeah yeah, I love
0: it I am I am well thank you for uh taking the time to be here with me I'm just gonna do like a brief little introduction okay. just kind of remind people like why we do this why I choose to have these kind of conversations um this whole thing started because I I've gone through numerous worships I've gone through a lot of things in my life that some I've left passed me by and others i've surrendered to and allow it to lead me where it needed to lead me
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i realized that we all have these opportunities but we don't always we don't always actually like go after them we don't actually you know like allow these opportunities to mold us a few of us like yourself this is why <laughs> the people that i'm speaking with are people that i feel like have been able to do that and completely change their lives or However, term they want to use, like reveal themselves, like access their truth, you know, like all of these things. Anyways, I feel like the more evidence we see of people actually doing this, the easier is it will be for us to actually imagine it. The mm-hmm. easier it will be for us to be able to take that leap and go after whatever it is that's calling to us. So shift happens. That's the whole spiel. <laughs> love, love it. So, Alisa, it's so great to have you. I was telling my partner that I know you from Instagram because you were living in a van. I think that's when I started following you. And there was just something about just like your energy and like the things you were talking about. I was like, ah, love. I love the energy. I love just, yeah, like your essence. You could feel it. Thank you. But you've gone through, you've gone through numerous
1: shifts, it seems. So Shiva, shift is my middle name. I will tell you that. Oh, wow. A hawk just flew right by my window. I have a window right in front of me and a hawk just came by. Um, It is my middle name. And so when you, when I started to see you do this, this whole series, because I've followed you for what, probably five years, four years, since you were like new to Instagram, I was like, oh, standing ovation. I love that concept because I. know i so much agree and if we talk about your human design we'll we'll go there of course but that example like that naturally embodied example of watching people be themselves and be Mm -hmm. their unique true like individual expression Mm -hmm. is just empowering it's it's terrifying and Mm -hmm. it's empowering right (laughs) it's, it's like that subtle invitation of ooh, what does this person have or what is this person doing and the magnetism
0: was right there it's mm-hmm. we're so mutual absolutely absolutely i totally feel that oh i love that so just to get to know you a little bit better if i were to ask you who you are and how you show up in the world you can answer this however way you see fit mm-hmm. um but yeah who who you are and how you show up in the world i love
1: it when i read your your
0: notes i was like
1: oh you're gonna start with the hard hitter okay <laughs> <laughs> this is such a hard question and actually it's a it's a I love it because it's a catalyzing question. And, you know, as I reflected on it, when I read it, I was like, I can't even think of an answer. I'm just going to have to like come up with one because it's that like, you know, it speaks to subtly identity. And I think for myself, identity can sometimes feel trapping and kind Mm -hmm. of like misunderstanding if I'm too closely identifying with something specifically. And so as I like, you know, kind of reflected on it over the last handful of days, I was like. I am an ever changing possibility. Like that was the only thing I could land on. That was like, that's a full fuck yes for my body. Um, And again, like, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that people might say, Alyssa, you're this. And you know, those things would be a friend, a daughter, a wife, Mm -hmm. a lover, a learner, a a student, a teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so many things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so many facets. I loved that question because shift, (laughs) I'm a change, I'm always changing. And that's the only thing that felt Mm -hmm. great in my body. Now, also, as we talk about, like, if we talk about human design, Mm -hmm. what's funny is I listened to a couple of your, uh, your other interviews and, you know, I've heard other people be like, oh my gosh, this is a hard (laughs) question. And I, as I looked at your human design, you know, you've got all these channels and, all this definition and I was like hmm I wonder if that's a hard question for you or if it feels like a really clear answer for you because of all your definition and your channels
0: mm. I feel like it's, it's a clear answer for me and it's very similar to your answer actually yeah yeah that ever-changing yeah. yep and I usually just say like I am right like mm. I am and whatever you want to put after that like that I, you see in me I'm representing me or reflecting back to you I am that But I'm also so many other things constantly changing and moving and growing. Oh, that's so beautiful.
1: That is so beautiful. And, um, you know, it's funny that you said whatever you see in me, Mm. because I think, you know, when I read the question initially, I thought to myself, oh, I wish I could ask people around me Mm. who I am. And I think that that is just, you know, it's that reflection, that projection mm-hmm. that like you talk about in your, you know, in your work and your content that you share like, hey, where are the projections coming from? Where's the conditioning coming from? And so mm-hmm. much of that tends to be where we land as far as how we identify. And so I love that you like put the ball right back and, <laughs> and you're like, I am. <laughs> That's what it is.
0: yeah <laughs> Well, that was a great answer, though. I love that. I love that. And like I said, like, I I resonate with that so, so well. Mm. So how would you say you show up in the world? Like the expressions or mediums or whatever that looks like to you?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, something that's been like really consistent since I was young is I have a really strong like inner north or like inner compass that just it it's not even calibrated to any correct thing. It's kind of just like a body feeling where it's like, Mm -hmm. that's a yes, that's a no. And I remember it really turning on in high school where I could all of a sudden feel like, for example, um, you know, oh, I've played basketball for years competitively. And all of a sudden it's just a no, all of a sudden it's just flat. All of a sudden I feel like I need to go to my coach and be like, I'm done with this. Cause I want to start doing heated oh. yoga, you know, and just like random, like, I don't know why I'm a 14, 15 year old girl. Right. <laughs> and so I think who I show up in the world as is mm-hmm. this, just this person who is, dedicated to following their own inner shifts right to put it in your language this is person that says hey I am my own being I'm my own collection of possibilities and I'm going to commit to following those because that's what feels like a yes that's Mm -hmm. what feels like ooh, yeah I can I'm going to be challenged Mm -hmm. every single time I hate it and (laughs) I love it you know it's that (laughs) And as I come through it, I'm like, okay, wow, I just learned an immense amount about myself. And then I also see, and I bet you see this too, in my clients, that same sentiment like reflected back. And I'm like, oh, that's why I just went through that. (laughs) Okay, here we are, you know, like grounding it in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like because the way you're describing it is more of like you just show up as yourself. You just show up as authentically. And that means whatever in the moment you you are, whatever feeling it is, what is happening, you're still yourself, right? Do you feel like that a lot of people are scared to allow themselves to?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. It's tough because like in the moment, well, let me put it this way. Yes, I would say most of us are, what I've observed is that most of us are so conditioned to have a script right have like an inner identity and that's why that first question you ask is it's a brilliant question and it's also a dangerous question right? <laughs> it's like you're like you're you know promoting yeah. growth just by asking it in the sense that I think so much of the time we have these identities that we feel like we need to fulfill and so they keep us from showing up authentically because we say oh I'm a daughter and so I've got to show up this way to be a daughter, Mm -hmm. because that's what I've been taught a daughter is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think like, you know, maybe scared is is a word to call it, like how people oscillate between Mm -hmm. who they feel like they are inner and then how they show up. But I also think it's just confusing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's just, it's more confusing than anything, because if you're not aware of like the conditioning, or you're not Mm -hmm. aware that different possibilities exist because let's say you've lived in one place your whole life or you know you're really close with your family or you know whatever the lenses are then i don't know if it's if it's afraid or if it's just confusion
0: yeah
1: but i do often see and I, i would wonder if you do too like people having to dissociate from their experience because they're like i have so much inside of me that I want to be and
0: express and embody and I feel like I can't and usually it's a mental I feel like I can't absolutely yeah absolutely and this is why like the the mindset work I I feel like you're doing you know even in the way you you speak about human design even you know Mm -hmm. it it does get you to to shift and get you to look at it from a different perspective it's so important for us to for us to be able to you know like (laughs) yeah no I love it I love it um Somebody said something. I was going to ask a question. And I completely just like blanked out. Oh,
1: I, think they, I think they said hi. Oh, okay. I, know, I know you wear glasses too, right? I do. Yeah. I always like struggle with when I'm on a live, do I wear the glasses and get the glare? Right. Or do I just go take them off? But then if I take them
0: off, I'm like, what is happening? You saw the squint. I was like, I can't. Yeah.
1: I feel you. I'll, I'll monitor them. I've got my
0: glasses okay. on. <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um. So yeah, what I was gonna say is, we're talking about the mindset work that that is involved or that has to. How can I say this? It's almost like the mindset work like helps reveal that part, right? So for me, from my experience, um, I've gone through a lot of awakening and, mm-hmm. and seeing different parts of society and seeing different parts of this human experience right that I've kind of noticed like okay well that path doesn't feel true to me so I'm gonna go find something else Mm -hmm. but even now like the past few months my personal life has gone through another one where I was like how did I never realize that this was another conditioning right it's insane do you feel like that happens to you too
1: all the time (laughs) all the time and it's the most
0: humbling
1: and (laughs) mind-boggling thing you know this what you just described I feel like is such a um it's such a process that I imagine a lot of people go through Mm -hmm. um I don't know for sure but it's the whole like oh here's my reality yeah I up level it or I change something in my mind in my mindscape I change how I perceive it and I'm like going along and then all of a sudden something else comes in that I can't unsee. Mm -hmm. or I can't unrealize. And that just disrupts like everything else. And then it's that question of like, okay, so do I change with that? Do I allow that to change, even if it like ripples out so intensely that the magnitude changes everything? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, when those moments happen that disrupt everything I've known, if i don't change i start to feel really depressed like my energy goes zoop and i'm
0: like (laughs) oh oh, what's happening here absolutely absolutely that's yeah exactly i'm exactly the same and for me is there's a yeah that disconnect where i'm not fully there like there's something that's off about me so for a few months you know my partner would say this he'd be like there's something just like off about you you know Mm. and that was like he was feeling that like i wasn't allowing myself to to grow and to evolve into what I knew had to be done right because it was like mm-hmm. oh this is something completely new I, like I don't want to touch this like I want to
1: stay here <laughs> yes right because it's like that oh, it's sure like you. when the mind tries to pre-perceive change and how yes. it's gonna go rather than just being yes. like all right I'm putting the change down, yeah. I'm gonna wear it I'm gonna rock the shit out of it let's go that yes. always goes well right like mm-hmm. I've seen you go through so many shifts just watching from afar like even on yeah. your Instagram <laughs> which you reflected back and it's true and it's like why stay stuck? Yeah. It just creates stagnant energy. And I'm I'm laughing because you have, you said, you know, you've gone through a lot of awakenings. You've got mm-hmm. the channel of awakening. What? Yes. <laughs> the 1020 in your human design. And then you also have the channel of mutation, which is like that pulse on, pulse off energy that literally just creates this like innovative change. So I'm just over here as I I'm thinking back to just looking at your human design when you sent it, and I'm like, oh, good job because you're like
0: full on like in the energies of it you know whoa that's so cool I I really want to go deep into the human design because I it's fascinating to me I had a reading done but mm-hmm. honestly I just like it didn't connect I was kind of like okay I don't know like it just didn't connect so I'm really excited to yeah even what you just said right now I'm like whoa what like I want to know more what does this mean
1: totally and I mean if you want to like the for example the channel of awakening it connects yeah. behavior of the self in the identity center to the throat center through the gate of presence or the gate of now. And it's this commitment to higher values, to higher principles, to embodying them. And it, it also creates a kind of like verbal gunslinger energy where you're like, let's go. Like I am not gonna sit back and relax cause I can't, it's very individual driven. Um, and so it is just cool that that's like your work. Like that's what you're helping people to do is to connect with that like inner authority and be like, all right, where can you step into those higher
0: principles so sick this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) it is so cool i love this
1: (laughs) as you hear that does it like connect to what you experience in your work and in your everyday
0: absolutely absolutely yeah and it's so funny because um i recently like changed my my prices so i was having a bit of like anxiety towards it because the day after i did like i had somebody apply who like I've never heard of before so I had that like oh my god like what's happening like what is that <laughs> and really like freaked out and I was telling my uh, my best friend about it and she's like but this is just who you are like it's just like it's just Shiva being Shiva she's yeah. like why are you and you know we like broke down like why well, I was feeling this way but it's so funny because she always goes back to this where she's like it's literally just you being you like this is you <laughs> like yes so thank you for for confirming that that's really cool Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes, I that's
1: one of the things I love about human design is that, you know, when you said the thing about um, do you think people are, like, afraid or scared? Mm-hmm. I think, yes, ultimately, like, culturally, we have had a lot of fear bred into us that yes. keeps us really limited in how we perceive. Like, with the pricing thing, that's a fear spot. Like, I have experienced that so many times. And then the one person is like, oh, I'm totally willing to pay that. And you're like, oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's that that immediate shift,
0: but Mm -hmm. it's just wild how I would
1: say (laughs) how fear can be like that stopping point right there and how the slightest permission, whether it's someone reflecting it back to you or learning your human design or learning your astrology or working with a practitioner where you're like, oh, I see that trait Mm -hmm. in her that, and I have that too. Like just that little permission can really let us or empower us to embody who we know we are already but that we maybe feel a little bit nervous or afraid to really step into fully
0: mm, beautiful i love that mm-hmm. i love that so um i'd love to know more about like your shift so you mentioned mm-hmm. when you were a teenager you had a moment where basketball was of no interest to you anymore and you went to yoga so would you say this was like one of the first moments where you kind of started paying attention or you kind of noticed that something was like okay I'm in control a little bit or like, I have a hand in this. (laughs) Yeah, I would Mm -hmm. say
1: so. I would, that was actually like more of a um, kind of reverberation of something else, which was when I was a freshman in high school, I did a pageant and um, in doing so, I was also doing like some very like low-key modeling. Like I literally had a guidance counselor that was like, you should do a pageant when I was in middle school and you should model. And she was so empowering, just I don't know what she saw, but she was just like, go do this, go try this. And I got a yes. So I went and did it. But in the process of doing so, developed this kind of disordered eating where I was so hyper focused on, you know, I think probably like yourself, discipline is a quality that I can really turn on and just, all right, rubber meets the road. Let's go. Let's do what we need to do. We can feel it. And I think like a lot of entrepreneurs that lives inside of many of us. And when I was young, um, I kind of, I would say misrouted that discipline and put it toward, you know, this like whole journey of doing a pageant, which was a great experience and and preparing for it. Right. Like something about me, that's just a very ingrained trait is preparation. Like I Mm. love to be prepared and I love to have depth. And so I went into this pageant you know, like literally as a high school freshman going to the gym every morning before I went to high school, like eating super healthy, reading all these books to like learn to eat healthy, reading, think and get rich, like just (laughs) training on how to walk, like all (laughs) of these things. And in doing so, I really going to bed early, I stopped drinking, like all of this, you know, just funny little shifts. Yeah. And in doing so, I was like, "Whoa!" I feel like a totally different person, mm-hmm. which kind of launched me, you know, maybe the wrong direction with the eating because I got a little bit obsessive with it because of the shifts that I saw in my physical body and that youngness. Mm-hmm. But then what started to happen is I started to like I was cold all the time. I wasn't sleeping well. Like I got immediate feedback from my body that was like, bitch, this is not working for you. Like you need to change this. Um <laughs> and simultaneously lost my period and yeah and so and you know I had a doctor who was like hey you've always been in the 95th percentile for weight and height and now all of a sudden your height has stayed the same but your weight's down at the fifth percentile like what's going on and she gave me this kind of ultimatum she's like look you can either go on birth control to protect your bones or you can gain weight back and I felt a hard no to the birth control so I was like all right I'll gain the weight back And in doing so started to just learn health, learn the menstrual cycle, feel a pull to like gentler types of exercise, Mm -hmm. like yoga, rather than going and running wind sprints and, you know, doing all this training for basketball and, you know, whatever. So that was like one of the first shifts. And then the, the big shift that came from it was really going... Hey, if you want to actually step into optimal health, if you want to actually feel what that feels like, it's not this like orthorexic disordered eating mm-hmm. that's making you cold and your energy low and your sparkles gone and your radiance yeah. gone. It's something entirely different than that. Yeah. And, um, that was another one of those body moments where my body was just like, Hey, this is not what you want let's move toward what you want. And so this deep exploration started with health and nutrition and even spirituality, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, through my high school years, I was kind of more hermited Mm -hmm. and then it happened, you know, kind of another one in, in um, college and just, they just kept happening where that change would kind of blossom and my whole reality would shift. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where it started was, I would say like freshman year of high school.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing and to have such discipline to so as a teenager, as a freshman in high school, to have such discipline is insane. <laughs>
1: totally. It's Capricorn rising. <laughs> you know.
0: That's insane. Seriously. Wow, that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. So you kind of hit on something um that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. You were talking about. Wow. I just show a blank again. Presence.
1: You're just, you're so present. You're like, where, what were we saying?
0: <laughs> I love it. If my partner okay. was here, he'd be like, the balloon, like, I have to bring you back down here. <laughs> he <laughs> says this a lot. <laughs> where I say, like, certain things and he's like, okay, that's a little too much. Let's bring you back down here.
1: <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Come back. But also, I get that. That's. I think that's <laughs> but, uh, one of the hardest things about talking to someone through a screen is that there's like you can get lost in the words and then lost in where it sends you because you're not in that like pheromone space you're not sitting Mm -hmm. in their actual aura so I totally feel you on that I never thought about that but that makes so much sense
0: that makes a lot of sense
1: (laughs) I only noticed it because doing Instagram live sometimes I have a I have trouble not getting lost in what the person's saying and that never happens to me in real life Mm -hmm. so it's or even like with clients and I'm like what is that from but that's there's true. also a ton of people logging in and out and so like i'm sure that there's like energetic awareness even around that
0: that's so true i never thought about that, mm-hmm. <laughs> thought about that. um wow okay so you're a teenager and you were going through these shifts and you were actually allowing them mm-hmm. to take you wherever it was going to take you let's talk about the people in your lives where you were going through all of this what was the reaction was your family very <laughs> open were your friends or did they think you lost your mind completely I lost most of my friends in high school, I would say. Yeah,
1: which was okay because honestly, what I learned and this is one of those like hard lessons is like, hey, you've got to do what's best for you, because ultimately it's going to be best for everyone around you Mm. in the sense that, you know, a lot of those people like obviously you're young in high school, right? Like you're not even fully formed yet as far as like cognition goes or social skills. But, you know, a lot of those people, they weren't my people. Yeah. And it was better to probably find that out then than, than later. And they're not bad people. There's so many beautiful souls that I know. And I think that, you know, in hindsight, while that was a very trying time, I think it also was a character shaping time in the sense of like, if you can get through hard moments alone, which I wasn't alone. I had a lot of support from my, from my family. My parents are like incredibly open as far as like hey you can share with us you can talk Mm -hmm. um and there's nothing I do better than talk so (laughs) lucky them (laughs) um I can think of a couple things but (laughs) we'll we'll keep those for later um you know they were there but I think it was that learning moment of just like hey you've got to do you because ultimately if you're trying to make your friends happy if you're trying to make other people happy if you're trying to like cultivate some kind of image that everyone's happy with, you're not going to be happy. And that was just so obvious to me. I remember having this moment, uh, I think I was in 10th grade and I was I was still in this struggle of body image and, um, you know, exercising a ton and eating a very, very strictly. It was probably six months later and this gentleman at the gym came over to me and he was like in his 70s or 80s. He was like an older man. And he's like, you know, you're here every day. And he's like, you're getting a little thin. And I just remember being like, Oh, I can't make anyone happy. Like oh, that wow. was my first, you know, mental response. Yeah. And then right after that, I was like, Also, why are you trying to make anyone happy? Like, what do you want? Wow. You know, and that's such a tricky thing in the, the, especially I think in the new age spirituality space, yeah. because it's like, we're trying to fulfill all these roles and do the right yeah. thing and, you know, be, super politically correct and i get it and i love awareness and sensitivity and it's like hey are you doing what's best for you too because ultimately that ripples out and affects everyone
0: absolutely absolutely intention is so so important i absolutely i love that Mm -hmm. so you're reflecting on this time period of your life now right and you're (laughs) able to reflect and see it as like okay like this is such a great learning Opportunity, and I actually like did it So at the time, right? If you can go back <laughs> to that time, would you say that you had the same reaction then, or is this, like as you got older, you were able to see it?
1: No, I think I had the same reaction then. Wow, something I
0: really do not. Ex- well, so here's the irony, right? It's like the minute
1: that you learn that. Well, <laughs> let me even go back and story <laughs> for a second. The um. When i did the pageant and this is just like you know i i love laughing at the ironies of like oh i want to be you know i want to be a spiritual teacher and then you like have a dark night of the soul and you're like (laughs) it's like we call in so much or like whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger is the mantra for this year and you're getting just like hit with everything and the irony of all of this is that during the pageant they do like a one-on-one interview and they have you give the judges a question you want to be asked. I don't know where the hell this question came from, <laughs> but I, I I had the judges ask me, why is failure so important? And my like answer was that failure allows us to learn and succeed better or do the thing better the next time in that, like when we don't get it right the first time we, we learn, mm-hmm. right? And we learn with such impact that we usually don't forget because failure failure is like, Oh, wow. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think that question stuck with me through that whole experience where even though, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, I would say like what was happening in my experience wasn't success per se. Um, there was a lot of learning and that's, something that was really obvious to me because of how fast my reality and my priorities and my experience were
0: changing Mm. holy crap that's amazing (laughs) that's amazing and I love what you you talked about um failure being an opportunity for growth because in NLP this is something that's huge and Mm -hmm. we say there's no such thing as failure it's only feedback right because either way you go after that Are you there? My mom just like tiny me. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi, mom. <laughs> she just called me like five times today. <laughs> oh, of course she has. It's your birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, completely forgot what I was going to say. Failure. Should... No failure. Right, no yes. Feedback. No, only feedback, <laughs> right? And. Mm-hmm. As soon as I learned that, it, it helped me shift so many things. It helped me look at so many things in a different lens. And yes. this is something that, like, now in my life, I always say, like, there's no such thing as right or wrong, right? Like, yes. And it's people's perspective. And the best thing is to be able to, to respect or at least understand the other person's perspective, even if you don't agree with it, yes. right? So, yeah, I just love that you brought that up because I'm like, yeah, there's nothing as, as failure. It's only feedback. And if we can shift that lens to so many other areas, all of the areas in our lives, man like we would be so much less stressed (laughs) like there'd be so much less shit on us
1: (laughs) hold I know as soon as you said that I was like we could all use that like tattooed to our foreheads especially these days where yeah I think you know there's like having the courage to be wrong like having the courage to get things wrong wrong yeah because that that is how we learn and ultimately you gotta swing the bat if you want to hit the ball and that's you know, I'd rather always try and then fail. I think just with because I learned and, you know, I think something that I learned very early on is like regret really does nothing. It's just like a stuck. So in the moment, I I think I knew well enough that regret just would pause me. And then also, and I mean, to your point, hi, mom, that's calling you to tell you she loves you and that you're an incredible daughter. And, (laughs) you know, all of these things. I had parents that were right there. Like they didn't Mm -hmm. send me away to um some kind of a eating disorder rehab or to a therapist they were just like talk to us like Mm. tell us what's going on in your experience and I think you know whether it's our friends or our lovers or our partners or Mm. our parents or our kids or whoever to have people that we feel intimately and innately connected to Mm. to like be heard and witnessed by i think that that is like one of the most human and healing Mm -hmm. things because it's grace right
0: so beautiful (laughs) i was like in my story i was like i'm not gonna cry don't worry i'm probably gonna (laughs) cry
1: um don't you have a cancer moon Here, so
0: hello. You know, my my partner is a Cancer Sun and Cancer Moon, so we are both like (laughs) when these emotions are high, it's like we're just we're drowning, like it's
1: so So you have a balloon and you have an anchor, like a buoy. You're just it's
0: both. No, I, I love that. That's you're absolutely true. I that resonates with me so hard and I'm sure anybody listening to can can feel the truth in this, in these mm-hmm. words. So thank you for sharing that. Really yeah, cool. Of course. Really cool. So I really want to talk about because you know, talking about like new age and, and the wellness and the spiritual community here on on Instagram and social media. Mm-hmm. There's almost like and I think you hit it you hit on it just a little bit, but there's almost like an idea of people like you said people not failing right people being like a perfect image yes right so I see that a lot (laughs) so I want to shatter that illusion Mm -hmm. so when you have your days where you're not feeling your best like you were saying before when you know there's something off when you know there's like oh maybe there's an area that I'm not really allowing myself to grow yes when you feel that in those moments how do you get out of that or how do you yeah how do you broaden your your awareness like okay there's something here that i look at and how like what are the processes for you oof that's such a
1: that's a fucking awesome question and i'm like okay hold on i actually have to reflect on this um you know i don't mean to sound ironic but i think that that's such a normal state for me to feel off Mm -hmm. that it's more the moments where i feel on that i'm like (laughs) oh is everything okay here? You know, it's like, it changes so consistent in at least Uh my inner world that when it's not happening, I'm like, Hmm. But I also think, you know, something I'm perpetually attracted to in other humans is Mm -hmm. that humanness and that willingness to just be like, I'm not perfect. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. we can hold a persona or yes, Mm -hmm. we can, you know, show up in, in different ways and wear the red lipstick and look sexy mm-hmm. and look messy and all the things. But I think ultimately, like those moments where we're high, and I just had this conversation today with a friend, this moments when we're on that that high, those usually come after like an extreme low, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think just remembering that like both for me, both parts of that equation, like the high and the low are mm-hmm. so imperative. And so mm-hmm. For myself, a big part of my process that has changed is when I'm in a low or when I'm in a stuck or when I'm in like a what is happening, (laughs) that doesn't feel comfortable. Instead of perceiving it as this is bad, I need to get out of it. I've tried to shift into thinking like, what is this trying to inform me about? Mm -hmm. And that way I can really take stock of not in a thinking way, but just Mm -hmm. in an an observational way for a couple of weeks or a day or a year or a moment um, what am what how can I be informed by this low? what am I missing here? what's stale what's not serving me anymore? what needs to shift in my mindscape you know just mm-hmm. all of those little things more of more using it as just an indicator than an endpoint mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like you this is something that you had to strengthen over time that you have to kind of like teach yourself over time yeah oh absolutely and I would say you know again
1: human design learning human design I would say is one of has been and practicing it has been one of the major shifts in my experience Mm -hmm. and one of the most prominent parts of it that has shifted my experience is learning for me personally that I have an open emotional center which in human design means that I will amplify the emotions from my environment, but that I actually don't really have a strong emotional wave myself. And what's interesting is people who have an open emotional center usually feel like they're emotionally turbulent because they're always amplifying collective emotion, community emotion, their individual people's emotions, and then identifying with them. And that's totally how I grew up. Was amplifying emotions and then identifying with them. And I think that, you know, while a lot of that was beautiful and drove this kind of deep creativity Cancer, Sun, Pisces, Moon, you know, Leo, (laughs) Venus, Leo, Mercury, um, it was also very distracting internally. And when I was in a low, to circle back to your point here, Mm -hmm. when I was in a low, I'd get stuck in a low because I'd be like, why am I feeling bad? what's wrong here you know Mm -hmm. what's happening and that would keep me in the low even more as opposed to being like hey don't identify with the emotions yeah let them move through your body but also let them inform you Mm -hmm. rather than get you stuck
0: very nice what does that look like for you are there like specific rituals or practices that you do or is it more of a well, no, you said it, it wasn't a head thing. It was more of like an embodiment. It's, yeah, it's a
1: body, yeah. It's a body thing. I would say, um, it, you know, it's always changing because at one point I would say that process was yeah. very evident in, like, if you go back a couple of years through my Instagram, like creating photos and imagery yeah. and personas, and moving some of those really intense emotions out through that conduit was how I did it. Um, now I'd say it's more with dancing you know, being in my body, doing like very low key, subtle breath work, um, writing, just, you know, constantly checking in, like when I wake up in the morning every day, like sitting at some point with with my coffee, and like just checking in on how I'm feeling, where I'm at, just constant observation. And that's at this point in my life, um, I'm sure it will change because as we've said, that Mm -hmm. is the consistent. But at this point in my life, it's kind of, it feels like I'm sitting, you know, kind of like watching my own experience where it's like, okay, can Mm -hmm. you be the objective observer? And Mm -hmm. just, if you feel angry, if you feel pissed, if you feel sad, feel it.
0: Yeah.
1: And let it move through your body. And maybe that's through dance. Maybe you move desire or lust through self-pleasure. Maybe you, you know, move excitement through speaking, okay, cool. All of those things. And can you just observe yourself in it?
0: Very nice. So once again, it's more following that inner authority, following that, that's whatever it is that's calling to you and just surrendering to it. Totally. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's really nice. I love that. Um, But even within that, I feel like some people will still have a more difficult time. Mm Mm-hmm to follow that because like you were saying it goes back to like the identities right and like the labels and the things that we use that perhaps there's an identity that's been made for you and you kind of like packed it in more and reinforced it and now this doesn't fit with what's calling to you right right yes so i obviously i'm not gonna like name names or anything but i have come <laughs> up with clients <laughs> who are in this identity shift where they truly don't know and th- to them is they don't know who they truly are which right. I, I always redirect it and get them to figure out that like it's not that it's like they've disconnected from that part of themselves for so long mm. and have covered with so many things that weren't their own that that's all that is it, you're still there like you're you're still there you're still you it's still in there right, right? so but yes. moving through this it's not easy at all it's for sure not easy yeah this is something that you think that you've gone through before or you know people that have or because then you've coached me you've coached as well right with your yeah okay
1: yeah I mean with both right so it's like always with all clients it's and this is why I call like you know as a dietitian, I it's almost like I'm like oh I'm not the food police like I don't just do food I do like how we relate to food yeah yes food too but you know, when you just did this, and you like pulled it through from your throat to your like solar plexus, I think of like our essence or like our soul, like, Mm -hmm. we all know, I think what we feel like. And then we get confused by things added on. I love that you say
0: confused. I love that. (laughs)
1: Well, that's I mean, I experience confusion regularly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think confusion is such a good starting point to get to a space of illumination. I mean, this is like, you know, this is the 64th gate in human design of the, the 64th hexagram, it sits up in the head center. And it's just like, confusion is the beginning of something. And that's, it's not the end. It's like confusion, we use our imagination, we observe, we ask questions, and then we land in this space of illumination from that process, that confusion catalyzed. Oh
0: my gosh. That's so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. And it's the same, you know, you had a question on there about like self doubt. Yeah. It's the same. The gate 63 in the head center is the gate of doubt. And people always go, Oh damn, I have the gate of doubt. And I'm like, hold on. Doubt's not the end point. Doubt is again, a catalyst to go, let me inquire. Let me ask questions. And in doing so, we usually land a little bit closer to truth. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, again, the curious mind, like, and this is such a societal thing right now, right? Like, oh, don't, don't ask questions. Don't have that conversation. Like Mm -hmm. we can't have any other perspectives aside from one, but I think so much of the time we're fed by asking questions and feeling confusion and feeling doubt and not going shit. That's where I'm stuck. But following that thread and so yeah I see that all the time and again it's just that you know that NLP or that human design or that lens that goes hey if you're feeling that ask the questions unpack what that confusion comes from
0: yeah Mm, so (laughs) good I'm loving this talk so much I always (laughs) say after every talk I'm like oh my gosh that was the best one yet I feel like I'm gonna be saying this after (laughs)
1: Good. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> saying this. They're all the best, I'm sure, in their own ways. Like you, yeah, you've had some really impactful conversations. At least the ones amazing that amazing
0: souls. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I love. I love being able to talk to so many different people and just getting to know how they got to be where they are. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me because again, like it's like that human connection, right? It's like. Yes. Same, same, but different. <laughs> totally, and that's um, that's there's a
1: a human that's so amazing who I think you've crossed paths. Perhaps with. Their name is Mansur. And yes, Yes. Mansur <laughs> reached out. Yes. And he was like, how do you know Shiva? And I was like, well, we followed each other on Instagram <laughs> for years. I don't really know her personally, but I know her through observation, you know, that the pinky yeah. nails, but yeah. I was like, you know, me through Instagram, you know, a pinky nail of who I am, but it's still <laughs> insight. Um, and, you know, he's like, wow, well, the synchronicities. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like attracts like, and that's mm-hmm. something that I think you know again just going back to the language that's used in human design in your design you've got like almost 40 percent of your energetic circuitry is individual And individual circuitry is this like mutative moody creative transformational energy that's just like always changing and always shifting and hold <laughs> i have like candlelight happening here because my light is not amazing. So we'll move down. But that individual energy brings change to the tribal or the community energy, which is like another circuitry. And that energy, if if we say, Oh, I love what she was doing here in the community, the community starts to adopt that change. Mm-hmm. And then that change moves to the collective. And then it becomes the norm. Yeah, right. And so it's like you probably attract so many people that hold a lot of that individual empowerment energy Mm -hmm. who feel that in you too and go, oh, that's a permission slip for me to embody that energy because it's a hard energy to embody because it butts heads with the tribal community energy Mm -hmm. that says, hey, you don't have an identity we are an identity yeah. you know it's like when you go to your grandma's house and you like hide your tattoos and you take <laughs> out your piercings and you're like what do you mean what do you mean you saw my nipples on Instagram you know <laughs> that's not me that's like that tribal community energy whereas the right. individuals right there are like yeah look at my nipples
0: yeah <laughs> that is fascinating because i did a life path astrology um course Mm -hmm. back in august and in my chart like literally exactly what you just said because one part of it is my 12th house and my kaimon, and like look at all of these so the people that i am my my like my path my mission here to help these people see this within themselves because it's just me reflecting literally exactly what you said that's insane that's crazy
1: yes human design is so creepy it's so weird but anyways what's your rising sign leo oh
0: yeah
1: love Love. my father's a leo rising and one of my best friends is and it's like it's the best you guys are the best
0: (laughs) i love that that's so cool yeah i'm definitely gonna have to look deeper into this because this is fascinating to me i just love learning new things like it's so so cool um but yeah like that's really cool that you we're able to even let us know that it changes, right? Like the things that we need to do changes. This is something that I've kind of felt a theme to speak up about. The fact that mm-hmm. when we're in different cycles and in different phases, like our needs are not going to be the same. Right. And that alone can be an opportunity for you to shift, for you to grow and like evolve in certain ways just by honoring that, knowing that like when I wake up in the morning, maybe I don't want to do Pilates. Maybe I want to do, I want to meditate instead just for a few more minutes instead yeah. of doing my yoga like maybe it's something else and just allowing that to to come through to just be
1: <laughs> yes totally so well said and that's mm-hmm. that is something that i think more and more we're we're shifting and i see this in my nourishment with my nourishment clients with human design clients with i mean across the board with friends yeah. it's like you know less prescriptive Yeah, let's live from a place that's less prescriptive and more Mm -hmm. like, hey, present. Hey, what do I actually feel? Let me have Mm -hmm. the discipline to check in with myself and like your son, your son is in the gate 60 in human design, which is called the gate of limitations. But it's not, hey, I'm limited. It's by naming and understanding the limitations, we can transcend them because we can understand more about our experience. So it's uh-huh. like, to your point, if one day you wake up and you're like, yeah, I don't want to do Pilates today. My body's giving me a hard no. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to sleep another hour. Well, that's yeah. discipline because your mind's going, no, you need to do the thing, <laughs> you know?
0: That sounds a lot like me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> My morning routine is like three hours. Like. You're like, Alyssa,
1: stop calling me out in public.
0: <laughs> you really are. That's definitely my morning routine like i'll see what i do oh, i want to stay in bed and read for like two hours okay <laughs> yeah go with the flow <laughs> that's beautiful yeah. so tell me more about your human design i'm curious was there anything that when you started going down this path and and studying it and and practicing it was there anything that was like a big aha moment for you where maybe they're like any blind spots yeah, yeah. i'm gonna see if i can
1: shift the light in
0: here um
1: Yes, so that is actually what pushed me to say, wow, this system has some merit, which is that when I learned my personal design, I was like, oh, that explains a lot. And what it explained a lot regarding was, so through my whole life, I would say, I, you know, as an example, oh, I'm learning all this stuff about food. I'm gonna start telling my family why are you buying this? Why are you eating that? Why are you doing this? Right? It's like these uninvited, unsolicited advice moments. Yeah. And what I was noticing, and this was like even the case sometimes in my private practice, wow, that's really bright. Um, <laughs> you went from like not being able to see anything to everything. What I started to see was, or what I've always, you know, kind of received, and this is such a valuable thing, I think for many of us, but it's just <laughs> I thought that I just was too much mm. or that I was that there was something wrong with me. Oh, you shouldn't be sharing these things. That's too much. What are you doing? And what I realized with human design, like my strategy in human design as a projector type is to wait for the invitation. Why is that important or why was that life changing for me? Because hold on, let me go even sorry, pause. <laughs> Um, why that was so life-changing for me is because by waiting for the invitation for me, my, how my aura interacts with other people through the lens of human design. Well, let me even take a step back. Human design equips us with insight into the mechanics of our aura okay. based on pretty much where the planets were the moment we were born and where they were three months before we were born or 88 degrees before we were born which is like the bio vehicle or like when the kind of soul comes into the body moment oh yeah so it has like two sets of data points and from those data points it says hey these are the mechanics of your aura as in this is how people feel you Mm -hmm. So your type Shiva is a generator, you're an emotional generator, which means that you have this warm, embracing aura. So as soon as someone gets in your space through the lens of human design, they feel this warmth, this sensuality, this juiciness. And they're like, oh, hey, it doesn't feel like too personal. It feels (laughs) just right. And that's, you know, the kind of generator imprint. That's the generator aura. Projectors have an aura that's penetrating. Mm it's focused on one person and it's penetrating. And so just for a second, imagine that I'm holding a knife to your, to your chest. Yeah. And then going, don't buy that food. Are you kidding me? Why do yeah. you buy that food? Right? It's this penetrating aura and the me telling you what to do, like giving you direction when you've not invited me. Mm-hmm. And so that strategy, hey, projector types, Alyssa, you're one of them, wait for the invitation from people. Because if people invite you to share what you're observing, they're going to be a lot more receptive to receiving information. (laughs) And so just that alone was a huge change to, I would say, my energy, how Mm -hmm. I interact with people, and Mm -hmm. when things go wrong, how I perceive it. Instead of being like, oh, something's wrong with me, I'm like, oh, maybe that felt a little bit penetrative, or a little bit too uh, quick, or hey, maybe I didn't ask, hey, are you inviting me to share what I'm noticing?
0: Wow, that completely changes the way you communicate so much. That's beautiful.
1: Completely changes it. And what I love about human design, where I even felt more of a kind of more compelled to continue to practice it is that instead of human design just saying, hey, wait to be invited. When you get invited or for you, when you're responding, it equips you with an inner authority. So my inner authority is my G center, my center for identity, love, and direction. So if I'm responding to an invitation, let's say you invite me to speak on your podcast, on your Instagram live, and I go to your page and I'm like, Ooh, I don't, none of those values resonate with me. Mm -hmm. That's not a yes in my center for identity, love, and direction. Then that invitation's a no for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Just like you might have things in life that you respond to from that sacral center, and you'll get this like yuck yum, like, ooh, you know, your partner says, hey, you wanna go out dancing? And you're like, oh, I would love to go out dancing. Finally, right? You have this yeah. like whole body response in the moment when you're a generator.
0: Yeah. And so it's, there's it's just bubble tea, but yeah.
1: <laughs> with bubble tea? <laughs> right. I know COVID and dancing don't
0: go well together. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool I really love this yeah, do you fun. do you teach like intro to to human design or like how do you or do you just work one-on-one with people because this is really fascinating to me totally I, m- right now
1: I'm only doing individual readings but mm-hmm. in the next I would say in the next probably year year and a half I'm right now in a stage where I'm really scaling things so that there mm-hmm. can be more just hey go to the website yeah download the course download the uh what's my authority, what's my strategy, so on and so forth. Um, But because I really love working one-on-one, that's how I've been doing it. So how Mm -hmm. I like teach human design is I do a pretty much 90 minute to two hour recording of like your design. Mm -hmm. So everything from your strategy, your authority, your profile, you have have a 5-1 profile. So you're a heretical investigator. So what that looks like is you're here to bring innovation and embody like universal traits that you value on the outside. But in order to set yourself up to do that well, you feel you have to investigate. You've got to take the courses, you've got to do the research, you've got to be introspective on what you've learned and really understand it. And then you get called out into the world through this lens to go, hey, can you embody this? Can you bring innovation? Can you bring change? Can you bring a solution? yeah it's fun this is so cool (laughs) yeah so the you know the foundations recordings go through all of that in depth so that you could use that recording for two years and just Mm -hmm. listen to it every month pay attention and observe your your experience and have that recording and then after you get the recording usually within like a week to a month depending on when you book we do a 90 minute integration call wow yeah so it's like a it's a very you know how i love to teach is like hey let me talk to you because then i can feel you as a projector right like my aura can taste that's what projectors do they metabolize the energy of whoever they're plugged into and then i can give you feedback that's specific to you or say the thing that just pops into my awareness i'm sure you have similar yeah you know stuff with your one-on-one clients Mm
0: -hmm. this is so amazing Wow, this is so cool. Um, If somebody wanted to work with you, would they just need to contact you on Instagram or your website or? (laughs) Either. There's like, you can purchase everything on the website. You can contact me on
1: Instagram if you have questions. Um, There's like stuff to book explore calls for the avenues of nourishment, which does incorporate, or one of the options does incorporate human design. Um, But you can also just go right onto the website and book. Um, For any of your listeners, I do have a 20% off code. It's FREEDOM22. So you can just use that code and it will give you twenty percent off. You can pop it in the, you know, the whatever you call it, the paragraph
0: if you want so to.
1: sweet. But yeah, use it because it's it's fun. It's a fun system to learn. It's a good tool to have.
0: You really love this. It's so clear to see how passionate you're about this. And thank you for the code. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I'm probably so cool. gonna get Nick to do it. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do it. I mean, and it's so fun to do composite charts too. Like, hey, here's me, here's my partner. Yeah. And then coming oh, there's just so much insight there. And yeah. I mean, most of us can benefit from a little. I know I can. <laughs>
0: Definitely. <laughs> you know, we're individuals growing, you know, ourselves. And then to be in the union, it's, it's not, it's it's a learning curve. <laughs> it's a
1: learning curve all the time. Evolution.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> totally. and and there's also no like better honor right than to be like to have a partner that's willing to be like wow you're a different person than when i met you and then you were three years ago and let's keep going
0: yeah it's fun absolutely it is fun it is fun um i just wanted to i think we hit on this already though but i wanted to talk about how you show up authentically in this space Mm. because you even made a little joke about (laughs) your grandma (laughs) in the pictures on Instagram so <laughs> yes how are you able to because it sounds like you're very you're very open with your family you're very secure in who you are as it changes and evolves yes. um, but how do you make sure that you're able to show up on social media where so much of it is so curated right it's so like pretty 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 even though I don't necessarily feel like you do that like I feel like your vibe is very authentic on there but mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you you follow that how do you make sure that you you keep showing up that way Totally. Well, first of all, I would I would
1: say like I I do do the pretty thing because yeah. I like pretty, so i <laughs> pretty. That you know, pretty also to me is like such an expansive, or let's say like beautiful. It's such an expansive spectrum, right? And so yeah. that I totally love. But I will say like, I mean that has been a huge growth point, the authenticity because it's not something that for me personally I even can compromise. Like sometimes, you know, around well, let me let me even go back that authenticity for me as a self projected projector and human design really gave me the, Oh, that's why you can't lie. That's why you have to be transparent. That's why, or I mean, I'm human, absolutely. But I have to say authentic. Otherwise I really feel it in my body. Like I'll get, you know, nauseous or I won't feel good. And so, so much of the growth, I would say as a human has been being authentic and then, people who don't agree with it that are meaningful to me coming up and being like you know smack and then working yes. through the frictions of that mm-hmm. together and being like hey you've got your life your values your perspectives none of them are wrong and I have my life my values and my perspectives and those aren't wrong either mm-hmm. and as someone who's very malleable that was a that was a hard very trying lesson, especially in regard to my parents being like, what the hell are you doing? Posting naked photos on Instagram, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and me being like, well, this is why this, these are all the reasons are you open to hearing them and having conversations and what's beautiful beyond even the Instagram is that at this point I have such an awesome relationship, even better than I ever has been with my parents because there was that willingness to create more intimacy through friction and through me being like, I'm going to do me, you guys do you, we can disagree, but let's understand. Yes. And I think that when it comes to like how we show up on Instagram, it doesn't feel good for anyone to show up as uh, this is who I should be.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it might look good, but it doesn't feel good. And for me personally, if it's not something that feels good, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, like it's just yeah. baseline. <laughs> yeah. So that's all it comes down to. And sometimes, you know, there, sometimes there is struggle. Like I would say, when you said uh, at the beginning, you were like, in the last couple of months, I've had some like surprising kind of crazy shifts happening. Yeah. Same for me, like in the last year or six months, I really like paused and was like, who am I on this app? Because I started to see some kind of negative ripple out effects of certain like personas being held. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very humbling to witness um, and then to witness it in myself too and be like hmm okay let me pull back let me take some time to reflect let me reflect on what my values are and am I embodying those and it was a struggle to the point of even like I was monitoring my own self like hey is that too much is that too honest is that too intimate is that too whatever
0: yeah
1: and I feel like as soon as we're monitoring ourselves that's just like too much mental that's too heady for me and that doesn't feel good so you know i know it's not a super distilled answer but it's definitely my experience
0: i I totally get it i totally get it and i feel exactly the same way but Mm -hmm. i and i also think when your energy is conflicted or confused as you like to say i Mm -hmm. I think it's felt i truly believe this like people can feel it so Mm -hmm. yeah no i totally agree with you
1: (laughs) totally agree yes i you are absolutely right there and thank god that people can feel it right because it's like in those moments it's it's one like i don't think we experience anything alone i think so many people there's like shifts and waves of kind of similar experiences but just put through like the personal um and then second to that like yeah at those times of confusion that maybe isn't when i want people consuming my content you know and it's like i might still be putting it out because i should yeah but maybe that's not the time where I'm going to attract the most one-on-one clients. And like, thank God for that. You know, it's like that balance that nature has. It's like destroy and then turn what was destroyed into something new and life again. You know, it's it's that.
0: Mm-hmm. That Shiva Shakti energy. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even pay me to say that.
0: <laughs> Very nice
1: um oh so i love the little mustache on your mug
0: isn't this the cutest thing it's so cute i don't even know where i got it but it's it's here (laughs) have you
1: used that filter that puts a mustache and a beard on your face Mm -hmm. you gotta use it no i don't i don't think i'm
0: ready for that i don't think
1: (laughs) (laughs) the first time i saw it it said on the caption if you don't like the male version of yourself your standards are are set too high and I was like oh god I gotta see what this is it's fun I'll send it to you you gotta do it okay I mean don't if you don't want to but you probably
0: really try. I'm a little scared though I saw that I've seen a few for you that I'm like I don't think I'm ready to go there no I think I'd be traumatized <laughs> who knows you might be like oh, this is a real good look for me um oh. What would you say to somebody who um, interacts with you? Or how would you want somebody who interacts with you to to leave your energy? Like if somebody you meet somebody at a grocery store or walking down the street or even just online. How do you want them to walk away after this interaction?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Curious. Mm.
1: I like that. Yeah, I would say curious. Because I think, you know... I love that. Thank you. I think we all rub each other the wrong way sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I would say I have definitely done that before. <laughs> um and I, that's I've had that experience before with other people. And um when I personally can stay curious and not take it personal and keep my mind open to the various truths and perspectives and experiences mm-hmm. that exist, I usually feel enriched as opposed to like, yes, of course, I'd want anyone to leave my energy feeling great and mm-hmm. empowered and full of love and connected and, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. But I think curiosity would be more of a value to me as far as like, yeah, I'd want them to leave feeling
0: curious. So good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You're the first person to, to answer this. I love that. Aww. Well, what, what do you say? I'm curious to hear. I think I always just want people to be to feel like they're being seen, mm. whatever yes. they're going through, just to know that like I like I truly see you, like I see deeper, like I actually see you, and mm-hmm. I guess it just leads back to them not feeling so lonely, you
1: know, mm. and just
0: people to to feel seen. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So lots That's- of eye contact. I'm always making eye contact, which is so funny because in my culture, it's like it's disrespectful to make eye contact when you're speaking with like an elderly somebody who's older than you. for some reason it's like one of the best ways that I communicate
1: (laughs) well yeah because you probably I mean in your human design you've got the channel of intimacy and mating and also the channel of emoting and both of those are very sensual connected Mm -hmm. and think about eye contact I mean what do we say about eyes they're the windows to the soul right so it's like you're probably like let me see your soul I want (laughs) to feel you and that gives you clarity I would imagine Mm -hmm. like hey do I want to is this person present? Are they yeah. confident? Are they connected to their experience? Yeah. Like, can they feel me? I totally, your eye contact even on live is exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it is. Gift.
0: So cool. Thank you. I Okay, okay so I'm definitely booking, a, like, I'm, I have to do this. Like, I have to go deeper into this. Because everything <laughs> you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, if I'm having, like, a down day, I could literally just put in the recording. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I cannot
1: tell you, I mean, I know it's going to sound like I'm buttering my own roll here, but <laughs> I cannot tell you it, it's not me. It's just the information Yeah, for real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many people who have foundation recordings say to me, I go back to this all the time and listen, mm-hmm. because the, the system of human design is just so empowering in that it's like, Hey, there is no wrong. Like you mm-hmm. said earlier, there's just a lot of different experiences and mm-hmm. spectrums that we can experience those experiences on. And just that perspective, at least for me, it's like that whole like, who am I? Well, I'm ever changing, yeah. right? Sometimes I'm gonna embody the low octave of the experience and that's gonna be shitty, but I'm gonna learn from it. And sometimes I'm going to embody the high octave of the experience mm-hmm. and that's going to be great, probably for everyone around me, including myself.
0: Mm-hmm. So beautiful, I love this, <laughs> I love this. Um, Wow, I just, I love this. I'm definitely, like, this is going to be one of my favorite videos. I already knew. I already called it. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> but, um, is there anything that you would like to say to anybody who's maybe having a hard time surrendering or having a hard time um, getting themselves out of the, the mind chatter and, and when the doubts are coming up, right? Like we, we talked about doubts before, when the doubts are coming up, that they're not giving into it, that they're going back into what they feel is safe, but also painful but right. known instead of but going known. to the unknown. Right, ooh, that's a, this is a
1: loaded question. <laughs> um, I would say trust yourself to do the thing, like trust yourself to have the new experience, trust yourself to be curious, trust mm-hmm. that whatever you're moving through that's challenging is equipping you for the next thing, the next version, the next shift, the next persona, the next embodiment, trust. Trust, 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 trust. I think sometimes, you know, like when we try to control or Mm -hmm. assert control, that's when we get up here. And I think the most important thing we can do is trust. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And yeah, just trust. And Mm -hmm. I, I know that is like super idyllic, but I know for myself when I'm moving through those lows and nothing feels in place or nothing feels like it's going the way I want it to, The minute I can just like, okay, I trust that this is, that this is okay. And Mm -hmm. I trust that this doesn't have to be how I think it has to be. That's when it changes. That's when it changes. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you actually see it for what it is.
0: Yeah. And you give yourself permission to open that door and to just, yeah. See what it is. Oh, I love (laughs) it. (laughs) you have
1: you have exceptionally insightful questions that are fun very fun to answer and
0: feel feel nourishing to me to answer so thank you for them oh well thank you this is this is what i like i have the questions, and sometimes i'll glance at them but i prefer to just kind of let the conversation be organic right to just grow when monster and i were speaking the conversation was all over the place but it still flowed and i saw somebody like the day after and she brought up she was like that was such a nice live and like oh my god you guys were like connecting so i just kind of like let it do his thing
1: (laughs) so awesome i know and that's right and that's the like we're all so different yeah and that's what, how we're supposed to be. Imagine yeah. if we're all the same, like let's not ever let that happen. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree with you, how boring that would be. <laughs> how boring, yes. Yes. That's so cool. Um. So do you have anything else you wanted to share? Anything, any stories or any wisdom? Just, <laughs> just thank you. Just thank you for what you put into the world and
1: your commitment to yourself and your commitment to your process. And, your vulnerability and what you share and how you teach it too thank you
0: i promise yeah. i wouldn't cry so i'm gonna stop it back in there
1: <laughs> and happy birthday <laughs> you're making it worse <laughs> that's my job remember <laughs> With the saying it always gets worse before it gets better <laughs> thank
0: you so no, much but seriously thank you too
1: oh, thank, thank you for wife. willing to be seen
0: woman, you're killing me.
1: <laughs> you're killing I keep me. I think going. <laughs> Everyone is going to be like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I need to not watch the end of this. It's too much love. Um, but seriously, Shiva, thank you.
0: The, and, you know, it's so, the reflection is, it's it's you too. The way that you show up is so beautiful and it's just so you. And and all the ways that you do and your essence, that's what I'm saying. Like, I to put your essence in all of them and it's just, it's, it is very impactful. And you're transforming lives that you may not even know you're transforming. And it's just... Thank you for being you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. You're
1: welcome. And thank you for
0: taking the time to spend it with me on my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't
1: even know. It's such an honor, such a pleasure. And I hope that you have the best evening. I mean, it's getting late there now, or at least (laughs) on my grandma time, it's late. But I hope you have a beautiful rest of your evening.
0: And Mm -hmm. seriously, thank you. Thank you so much. You too. See if anybody has any questions, I think we just had just a few comments. But mm-hmm. the Freedom 22 for the 20% off, mm-hmm. thank you for putting that in the comments. All righty, well, I'm gonna let everybody go. Thank you, Shiva. Thank you, bye. Good night, happy birthday.